0: Hello, everybody, all three of you, and welcome to the very first episode of Critically Disclaimed, a show where my friend and I... Debate things. You're supposed to introduce yourself to... I'm Liam. And... (laughs) And we're... (laughs) Off to a great start. Um... So Liam, my my friend and my one named friend at that. What what's keeping you sane this week? I want, I'm curious. The clinging hope
1: that maybe things will gradually improve in the world as a whole next week.
0: That's great. Good luck with that. My it's my it's going great. Yeah, th- honestly. Ooh, for me, I think uh excited somebody's releasing a new album soon. Oh, Dua Lipa. Do you know Dua Lipa? I do not. Okay, imagine the whitest pop mixed with 80s and 70s funk and you have Dua Lipa and I'm very excited. Nice. Yeah. The the theme of my weeks in this our God-given year of
1: 2020 hellscape that it is, is I start to feel better and then I go on Twitter and I just like all of the joy gets sucked out of my life.
0: I'm sure sure Twitter will will be a later topic in this podcast at some point. it's just an addiction at this point, and I know it's negative, but well, it's there, Well, there, there are friends here who care about you and want to.
1: <laughs> movies. Movies.
0: I like movies. Those are a fun thing that we can't do anymore. Well, well we can. We just can't go to theaters. You That's know. true. Um, in quarantine, what is your current movie watching setup? Well, my current movie watching setup is
1: a TV in my dorm room that I try to set things up on. And then when that
0: fails, my laptop. I use a smartphone. I've always used a smartphone. <laughs> I feel that. But we're not here to talk about equipment. We're here to talk about what makes a good movie. And I think what better way to start off for you and I than Star Trek. hmm <laughs> this, is, this is my greatest
1: nerd shame is I have watched all of every Star Trek season multiple times, and I've only watched like half of the movies.
0: I'm really disappointed in you.
1: It hurts my soul. Which movies have you watched? Okay. Let's... I've seen Khan. I've seen. I've seen all the new ones, which it hurts me to say that. Okay. Khan is the one I wanted to talk about, so that's good. Khan's Con, the one you have to watch. And then I've watched sporadic other ones. I've watched. Um, the one that's like both generations. Oh uh, yeah. The yeah, one yeah. where Data dies.
0: Spoiler tag. And <laughs> he said, "All right." <laughs> I mean, that movie came out in like what the late eighties, early nineties. So if you haven't watched, you haven't watched it by this point. I'm sorry, <laughs> but you know. I think Star Trek Two is a fantastic movie. I do too. But by all accounts, by the arguments that I'm about to lay upon you. I shouldn't. I should hate this movie.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, by today's standards, this movie is probably the best of the Star Trek movies, but it is still corny. It's so corny. And the acting, the gun, like it's so unbelievably cheesy. But I think this is where this Star Trek 2 is the pinnacle of movies that I should hate by my own definitions, but that I love.
1: See Star Trek 2 is a great movie for me. It's like it's got everything I like in movies. It's got excitement and a bunch of sci-fi crap and cheesy acting and also good acting cuz Leonard Nimoy is always great. And wait
0: wait, 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 okay, hold on. Let's let's just talk about the fact that Leonard Nimoy's acting job is to not act. It's, he does it so well though.
1: <laughs> cuz he's like a really he was a really nice dude and he just has to like not show emotion. I think it's impressive.
0: That's fair. Okay. That's true, true.
1: And I will say my rebuttal to your commentary on Star Trek II's acting is, dude, the like last 20 minutes of that movie make me cry. I think that says something more about you than about the movie's acting. My one truth like the the, the funeral and the him dying in the reactor is like it's like my nerdy Titanic because I watched Titanic and it was good. (laughs) But
0: like, Khan is my Titanic. All right. So I would say, um, if you had had to go through a list of like what makes that movie good and just in general, what you look for when you're looking for a good movie, what is it? I would say, I think that good movies are,
1: it's dependent on like the sort of context of it. Because I think I mean, A, if you just released Wrath of Khan without Star Trek, and if you watched it without having seen Star Trek, I think to some extent, but like Spock dies in the end of Khan, and then he was dead for a whole movie, or like at least all of the time in between that movie and the <laughs> next one, so that was, those were nerdy stakes.
0: Okay, so I, I also have um, that I really enjoy complex characters, which I think falls into that. hmm. Bumping tunes. You gotta have a good score. Um, That's true. And that doesn't necessarily mean that, like, every movie has, like, dance, like, pop, boom, 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 uh, songs, but it's fitting and it embraces the movie. Mm hmm. Colors, actually. If you gave me a turd sandwich of a movie, right? Like what's the what's the worst movie we can think of at this point in time? Like, if you gave me the room, right?
1: I think the room is an outlier to everything we're talking about, though. Because that's like cult classic, and you can't you can't like okay, editorialize yeah. cult classic films. That's true. I need like, like a Pulp true... Fiction. Not Pulp Fiction. Rocky horror picture show. That's what I was thinking of. Like is a bizarre movie that makes no sense, and I absolutely adore it.
0: Okay, let's go with let's go with something I truly hate. Then let's go with like a Michael Bay movie. We're, we're getting we'll get to Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get the Transformers. I'm thinking like one of this like the reboots, like the effortless cash grab reboots. That is kind of like Jumanji Two. Oh yeah, just thoroughly mediocre films that aren't bad
1: enough to be good.
0: Those are the those are the films I truly hate. But if you Mm -hmm. took like Jumanji two and you made like Dwayne the Rock Johnson like bright pink, and then made the ground around him like purple, and like just made everything like vibrant and colorful, that that gets me going. I'm not gonna lie. I know it's a fault. No, that's not
1: everybody. But I think movies also can be saved by a few scenes of like genuinely really good acting, even if a lot of it is corny. (laughs) If you can, Marvel movies. fight me if you can squeeze acting out of a couple scenes then it can be really good
0: i yeah i think when i watched uh infinity war uh for the first time um that was very much that movie for me and i will say right now that i think infinity war is probably my favorite mcu movie yeah oh yeah it was so good to watch it's really it's one of their best crafted movies but i don't think it's because it's consistently good I think it's because there are a few scenes in there that are just very good that it doesn't matter that the rest of them are mediocre.
1: I feel to some extent that like Marvel movies, the relationship between Marvel movies and out of thinky movies, like, or like a Cohen Brothers movie or something, is like the relationship between books and comics. They satisfy different niches. And... I like reading, I'm reading Wheel of Time right now, which is a 13 book long fantasy series that lasted long enough that the dude who wrote it died while writing it and it got finished by someone else. But I also like comic books and I like them for different reasons.
0: But I also think that there are movies that are bad comic book movies. (laughs) That's true. Oh, that's so true. Um, And I also think that the MCU gets praised a little too much at times. Like, don't get me wrong, what they've done is revolutionary with, like, creating, like, a film series that spans multiple decades at this point, but there are bad movies in the MCU, I'm sorry. What would you say is the worst movie in the MCU, in your opinion? Thor Dark World. Yeah, that's fair. That's not a great one. You know how I can tell it's a bad one is that I've seen it three times and I still can't remember a single thing that happened in that movie. Yeah. (laughs) I just remember being, I don't care. But there's a lot of films, there are a lot of films that I don't think are bad movies, but aren't great.
1: Um, Okay. I have another superhero movie that I want to bring up to you because uh, this this is to raise an example of a superhero movie that I think I agree and many people agree is a fantastic movie on like any scale which is um spider-man into the spider-verse yes that's which probably my favorite all-time superhero movie that movie i don't know i think that it is like a very good balance of like color and plot and like comic bookiness and so i think it's like an example of like how to do those movies really really well I just wanted to bring up that movie because it's so good.
0: And it's crazy, too, because, like, Spider-Man's been done so many times. Yeah. It's like you had the Tobey Maguire movies, which haven't aged that well. (laughs) Uh, And then you had the amazing Spider-Man movies, which were bad from the get-go. And then you had Tom Holland's Spider-Man, which I think it's great. I think it's a good adaptation for the MCU. But at the same time, like, something about Spider-Verse brings something so unique to the table that none of the other films have even tried to touch.
1: And I think it also is it didn't just retell the same story. I think, like, it was a, it was an actual different story as opposed to just, oh, no, we have to watch uh, Uncle Ben get shot for the 12th time this decade. I,
0: I do love, like, the, that they lean into, like, the the post- the post-romantic period for Peter and Mary Jane, and he's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like you always want. To, it's like, do they live happily ever after? And in terms of this movie, no, no, they don't.
1: <laughs> they get back together at the end, though.
0: They do. He's like, I, it's like when he's uh, swooning over the Mary Jane, and um, Miles <laughs> Universe is like, I can give you all the bread you want. <laughs> it's like just some way, like, uh, okay. <laughs> And honestly, that
1: movie is, this is a very tangential topic. That movie is one of my favorite appearances of Nicolas Cage in a movie in several years.
0: Oh yeah, Nicolas Cage was a uh, Spider Noir, right? Yeah. I loved that character. All right, so let's move away from superhero and sci-fi. I think the key importance as to what makes a good movie is something that you can feel the passion from. I I believe that, As long as you can feel that somebody cared about that movie, it's going to be good, even if it's bad.
1: I would agree that that is one good metric. I would say, though, that there are a lot of different ways in which movies are good. And I think sometimes it can be, movies can be good for reasons that no one creating the movie ever intended it to be good for.
0: Yes, but I still think that falls under my umbrella. And I'll, I'll, I know we're going to start with The Room, right? Think mm-hmm. about You have this man. Uh, if you don't know what The Room is, it's this really, really bad... Family. Phenomenally bad. Um, it was made by a man called Tommy Wiseau, God Amongst Men that he is. And we don't really... Nobody really knows where he got his money from to create this. But he got a crap ton of money from doing something somewhere nobody knows where it came from either and he was like i'm gonna create the the best romantic film of our generation it's so bad i've never watched the whole thing i've just watched
1: chunks of it
0: but it's oh that's depressing it's truly it's every part of it is a little treasure to me that movie is objectively terrible There's almost nothing good. The voice acting is awful. The cinematography is super bland. Um, The cutting is just... Everything is terrible. But it's also fantastic. Because Tommy Wiseau cared about that film. And even though he didn't care about making it funny, he still cared. And I think that's why. I think if... That's the main difference between a movie like The Room and like Sharknado 4, right? Nobody cares about Sharknado 4. Nobody cares about that film.
1: I get what you're saying, though. That's a, that's a valid point about effort of some form put in. But I also think when we say what is a good movie, I think that there are different kinds of good movies in the sense that there are movies that make me think somewhat critically and are very interesting parasite. Did you watch Parasite? Uh no. Okay. To the broader audience, Parasite's a fabulous movie that is Korean and Jake's going to edit in post if I said the wrong country and sound like a <laughs> fool. And it's <laughs> and it's um like a a rich family Poor family sort of story and I don't want to give anything away but it's fantastic but it like just has a it has a lot of really long shots and it kind of makes you think and it gets crazy and it's great and that's a good movie because it like made me think about a bunch of stuff and then there's movies like Tremors which I also (laughs) don't know if you know Tremors I do know (laughs) Tremors I love me some Tremors (laughs) Tremor's audience is an incredibly campy movie with um, Kevin Bacon in it and a couple other actors who are not as famous as Kevin Bacon. And it is about being out in Montana when there are like worm monsters in the ground attacking you. And there's pole vaulting and there's a crazy guy with a bunker full of guns, which you really look at with a different light in today's modern age. But I still appreciate the movie and it doesn't make me think about anything other than the fact that I loved Tremors and I watched six of the sequels.
0: <laughs> we all have our own personal problems. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think for me, for me, that's Transformers. Michael Bay movies are garbage. They are garbage on top of a poop sandwich. But uh-huh. I love me some of the first Transformers. Okay, but what if... I can... I can accept
1: liking the first couple because Transformers are like nostalgic and interesting. But what about like Dark Side of the Moon and the most the like
0: recent one with like the swords and the knights? Once once it stopped being about cars and they got into like weird like council of knights and stuff I stopped caring. Cuz I think there, a lot of people would agree that the later Transformers
1: movies are an example of a bad movie.
0: If you look at the metacritic score of all the transformer (laughs) movies people agree that all of them were not particularly great but i think i think the later ones got to like some of the lowest rated in like any film
1: those movies just i think i think sometimes it's helpful when figuring out what makes a good movie to point out what makes a bad movie and i think just the gratuitous like someone took cgi and squirted it out of a squeeze bottle all over the screen and you can't and it's action scenes that have like no choreography i guess because it's all random cgi and it's all random fast cuts and it just looks like oh there's this youtube channel cinema sins that i assume you know about and they their commentary on one of the episodes or one of the transformers movies was the fight scenes just look like you're like smacking scrap yards together because you just can't tell what's happening and that, for me, makes it an unenjoyable movie because it's just like audiovisual overload with no plot.
0: <laughs> Even though the, the, um, the dialogue and plot in Transformers 1, it, it was essentially, it was like the conversation that you have before a porno. And it was about the same quality. It's like, instead of a conversation leading to sex, you have a conversation leading to giant CGI robot fights. Yeah, and you wouldn't think you need that conversation. You think you could get straight <laughs> into it, right? But no, you need it. You need to identify with those characters, no matter how awful they may be.
1: I just can't. I can't identify with Michael Bay characters. And there's also I just dislike some of his characters for reasons you're not supposed to. For example, I forget which of the Michael Bay mo- which of the Transformers movies. I want to say it's Dark Side of the Moon, but there is an extended scene like a five minute scene explaining why it's okay for like 21 year old to be dating a 17 year old in which they quote statutory rape laws in texas and he pulls a (laughs) card out of his wallet that has romeo and juliet laws in texas on it and
0: that shit is terrifying i don't understand why they felt the need to make that dynamic in a movie about giant robots fighting in case you have not
1: seen this wonderful movie the plot of the movie essentially stops moving for four minutes because the father of this girl is like, wait, you're 21, why are you dating my daughter that makes you a statutory rapist? And he pauses the whole movie to explain that even though she is a minor, since they have been dating for several years, it's legal. And
0: then the plot of the movie resumes. It's almost like Michael Bay is like trying... Because cancel culture is going to come eventually and maybe michael bay did something promiscuous and he just needed in his film somewhere to like humanize a 21 year old dating a 17 year old megan fox has i think it's megan fox has done some interviews
1: about like transformers and michael bay and well, she got
0: kicked off the she got kicked off the um series because she compared him to hitler but she
1: she yeah she also did an interview where she talked about I believe it was, like, Michael Bay and an audition when she was, like, 15 or something, and it's creepy.
0: Moving on from Michael Bay's um, possible problems. (laughs) Allegedness. We both agree that passion is a big part of it. Yeah. We both agree that um, random inconsistencies don't help. That's true. Is there a way for us to objectively... Compare a movie like 12 Years a Slave to Iron Man 3. I think there's literally no way to do that. You don't think so. I think there is. I think there is a bridge to be made. I think the only bridge
1: to be made is a bad bridge, which is (laughs) how much audiences liked it in terms of box office. And because I I don't like to say that, I pulled up the um, adjusted for inflation, top grossing films of all time. Can you guess what the first one is? Uh, I think it's Endgame, right? Or is it Infinity War? Uh, Endgame, it will... Avengers Endgame is the top-grossing film of all time, but adjusted for inflation, what is the top-grossing film? No, it is Gone with the Wind from 1939. Oh, no. Grossed higher than any other movie adjusted for inflation. Yes. (laughs) It then goes Star Wars, Sound of Music... E-T, Wait, which Star Wars? Uh, Star Wars 4. Okay. The original Star Wars. Um, Sound of Music, E.T., Titanic, The Ten Commandments from 1956, Jaws, Dr. Zhivago, The Exorcist, and Snow White.
0: I can agree with a lot of those.
1: Yeah, I think, I do think Box Office is not a good basis for comparing movies
0: i don't think box office is even necessarily a way to define a good movie that's probably true it probably has more to do with the marketing budget because like would you consider avatar to be a fantastic
1: movie i dug avatar even though it's just dances with wolves with aliens i still dug it it was so cool and it came out it was
0: like new cgi you, technology say, hold on why do you say dug instead of dig
1: when did I say dug?
0: Like three times there.
1: In what context?
0: You're like, I dug it. Oh, I dug it. I don't like that.
1: Like, does the past tense of I dig it. I, don't I like dig it. it. I dug it. If you, do you still like it? I still, I still dig it,
0: but I okay, also then, dug it. Let's then say, then say present <laughs> tense, please. <laughs> I,
1: I dig it. I dig Avatar. The blue people, the mechs, the, the weird like... As someone with a, a budding man bun that you can't see because this is a podcast, I can understand putting your hair tube on someone else's hair
0: tube. That appeals to me. Okay, we're, we're going to move on from this. <laughs> um, I, I thought the movie was kind of bad. But no, I think there's totally a way where you can make a lineage between iron, like your MCU super high-stakes films and your super serious films. What's your way? I think cinematography, <laughs> for one is there uh-huh. a real way to do that and i'm not saying that you should use the same cinematography you use in 12 years a slave as in iron man that's mm-hmm. not going to end well and you definitely shouldn't use the cinematography from iron man in 12 years a slave
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but no i totally think that uh i totally think that there's a bridge there you can have good cinematography in a fun light-hearted film right and like you can yeah. have good in-depth cinematography in the same way that you can have good in-depth cinematography in this film they may be different but you can still quantifiably say this is good and this is good yeah i would agree and it's not like good dialogue in a marvel film is going to make it worse you know and i would say that to
1: some extent even the general plot outline of a movie isn't going to influence how good it is like i think specifics of the plot like excitement and like by by what i'm trying to say to clarify more the like general subject of a movie like you could there are movies about like kind of mundane things but like the way that they film it and the way that it occurs makes it interesting
0: at some point general plots there's only like i don't know four general plots Are you going to
1: start talking about hero arcs and how everything's just Star
0: Wars? (laughs) My English teacher taught me well. (laughs) Pretty much, but yeah. And Star Wars is just Lord of the Rings, so it's it's okay.
1: Lord of the Rings is just a bunch of religious allegory, man.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and questions about race, (laughs) as are most things written by Europeans. I think at a certain point that Marvel movies get a pass... Because we've been taught that superhero movies don't have to be good. good,
1: And Marvel movies are pretty good.
0: But I raise <laughs> you Logan. I think Logan is a fantastic movie that transcends that standard superhero mold and is just a good film. I think you're
1: right. Logan is, a, I think, a much better superhero movie than a lot of the Marvel movies. I think part of that, though, and this plays into something else I was going to say, is... I think some movies are seen as really good because they subvert your like genre expectations. Like Mm X-Men movies, there have been a lot of crappy X-Men movies. I say this as someone who loves X-Men. There have been a lot of like kind of mediocre X-Men movies. And then like X-Men Origins Wolverine is visually interesting, but it's like not an amazing movie. And I think I'm I believe it did bad enough that they just didn't make any other X-Men origin movies. They were going to make more and then they just didn't. But Logan just comes in and knocks
0: people's socks off because it makes people cry. And it was so good. It's funny because like right as like Marvel bought all of those Fox assets, Fox was like, well, screw you, we can make good movies too. And then like, bam, you get Deadpool 1 and 2, which are also two of my favorite superhero movies. And I think that's an example of a movie didn't make me cry Mm -hmm. but the dialogue was still on
1: point and which also confuses me why did fox spend so many years making bad movies if they had the ability to make these really good movies i don't know what they were i know that's not how movie production works but just like they had access to all these assets and they just made crap and then when they started to lose some of their assets they made good things and i don't understand it
0: uh, I'm pretty sure the same animation studio who did Into the Spider-Verse did the Emoji movie. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> Which makes me think, hmm, Sony seems to be the problem here. because that Oh, studio... Sony is the problem.
1: I would it's... agree with that. I can't name a good Sony movie. Into the Spider-Verse. Into the Spider-Verse is Sony? Yes. Oh, then I blame Sony. It's still Sony's fault. They've made a lot of bad movies.
0: no. Into the Spider-Verse must have been, like, some exec at Sony sneezed and accidentally signed something that gave the animators to do something they wanted to do.
1: He actually got someone with, like, creative vision to make a movie instead of...
0: Based on Into the Spider-Verse, and that, that's really the only good Sony movie I've seen, because it's kind of been the laughing stock for a while. Actually, Baby Driver. We'll get to Baby Driver. Is that um, a Sony movie? That's a Sony movie. Ah. A lot of people don't like that movie, but I... I haven't watched it. We need to watch it at some point back to into the spider verse that shows me that if you don't give the chance for a studio to be passionate about something you get emoji movie yeah nobody's passionate about the emoji movie and if you are uh, you need to check yourself in please get help i do think
1: that's a good point that i think in as with a lot of things the influence of money can easily degrade the quality of movies that are being produced because I think on some level it's probably a lot safer to make the Emoji movie or Boss Baby, a movie aimed at like eight-year-olds that has a bunch of shiny characters and a couple well-known voice actors and you're going to get people to watch it and they'll just make poop jokes and it'll make $200 million. And there is more risk in creating an exciting movie that people might not like in the same way but I, I would say money can be detrimental to the, the production system of movies can be detrimental to making good movies Speaking which of could films. also oh I was just going to say which could be also why we get a lot of crap sequels now because it's like we can make money off of this property and then it has none of the charm of the original thing
0: well Die Hard didn't need a sequel Nothing. I've about never that. watched a Die Hard movie you need to watch the first Die Hard film one of the movies that I completely agree with you that I think is a total cash grab but that I will love until my end It's the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. <laughs> I did not watch it.
1: I watched the internet's reaction to it and that was my interaction
0: with it. It's a very standard kids movie. Yeah. But even though I did not enjoy myself in the theater... <laughs> I am going to watch every single sequel to that movie that comes out. If You're part of the system, though. They're they're like milking your nostalgia for corporate profits. The funny thing is, is I didn't even grow up with Sonic. I, grew up, like, I know! Neither I, didn't, I didn't play Sonic the Hedgehog like the original on Sega Genesis until like my sophomore year in high school. Uh, so, like, <laughs> I don't have any nostalgia. It's just I love the character. Um, I
1: think live-action reboots of animated movies are another example of, like, instead of (laughs) coming up with... Yeah, well, I didn't actually watch Lion King. But, like, instead of coming up with new creative things, we're just going to rehash things we already know. So if you were going to do a reboot right, what would you look for? (sighs) I think you have to change something. Honestly, okay. Don't murder me. Ghostbusters, the new one, was better. I think. I never because, watched it. Okay, well, a lot of people didn't like it. But a lot of people also liked it. But I I dug it because it was more than just like a gender swap. They also changed plot details. And I just think it's not you're not going to get excited for a movie that's a straight reboot. Because you know everything that's going
0: to happen. Yeah. And I think that's actually, tied in. I couldn't get a good read on uh, the Ghostbusters 2016. I think that's when it came out. I couldn't get a good read on what the reboot was because there's a lot of people that were just angry by the gender swap. I I didn't actually know anything about what was going on in the film.
1: It wasn't amazing, and I don't think it was as good as the original Ghostbusters because the original Ghostbusters is like it's not a cult classic, it's like too mainstream for that, but it's like a it's a movie that came out of that time period that's good because we all collectively like decided it was good and have like nostalgia with it, right?
0: If you look at it objectively, it's it's not that great. It's yeah. It's, Back it's to like, the Future two and three are another example of that.
1: I've watched them. I enjoyed them. They're crappy movies, but Back to the Future is so great as a whole that I'll watch them and I'll enjoy them.
0: I think and Back I'll... to the Future Two is good. I don't think Back to the Future Three really holds up. <laughs> Back to the Future 3 is just weird. But the first one is really good. And then like And the sponsorships. That's that's all I can see now is whenever I watch one of those films.
1: And Ronald Reagan's like weird disembodied voice in the future cafe or whatever.
0: <laughs> if you ever if you ever go back and watch some of these 80 films, just just take note about how many sponsorships show up in these films. Like it's especially back to the future it's like every other frame literally the main mcguffin the the time-traveling delorean that was a sponsorship was it yeah like delorean was like we want to promote our new vehicle so they they didn't have to buy the studio because It's the, the... actually really
1: smart because i've always kind of in the back of my head thought deloreans were cool only because yep. of back to the future they're really... I don't even cars do they still make cars
0: no I don't even think they lasted that long after Back to the Future ended.
1: I'm doing some research. The last DeLorean rolled off the assembly line in Northern Ireland in 1982. But dude, wing doors. I always have wanted a car with wing doors now just because of Back to the Future.
0: They're building a new one. supposed to come out in 2021.
1: Does that count as a cash grab sequel?
0: For the purposes of this conversation? Ooh, we'll see. Depends on if it's a good car. Or not. <laughs> My guess is probably. <laughs> but yeah, no, those films—your, your Back to the Future, your Die Hard, um, your Ghostbusters—they're all films that we have collectively considered good. Um, but I feel like they're not anything that is particularly outstanding today, and maybe that's just because they got copied to hell
1: after mm-hmm. they came
0: out. But like, if you asked me, I could tell you, I could probably tell you what Die Hard, what made Die Hard good. The dialogue was really witty. The action was a lot of fun to watch. Um, but if you asked me what made Ghostbusters good, I don't know if I could really give you an answer.
1: Character chemistry, I think is a lot of it.
0: Mm, but the acting is really bad.
1: Yeah, but all of the guys in that movie are really funny. What do you think about Men in Black? How does Men in Black rank on your good movie scale?
0: Because I enjoyed it a lot. The first one I enjoyed a lot. The second, I don't remember anything about. And the third one, I don't think I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, and then the new one, I don't
0: remember anything about. I didn't even know there was one after three.
1: They they rebooted it with um, Thor. What's his name? Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth and an actress whose name escapes me. Oh, I think the actress who played Valkyrie in Thor Ragnarok. I think it's her. I might be wrong. I don't know.
0: Weird thing is, is like a lot of the actors from like Marvel Universe. Once you take them out of the MCU, they're just kind of weird. Yeah, like like Robert Downey Jr. What did he do as soon as he got out of Avengers? He created Doolittle. It's like one of the <laughs> lowest rated films <laughs> of 2020.
1: I think. Um, I don't know. I do think Robert Downey Jr. Though, as like an actor it might just be because he's been doing it for the majority of my adult life is like the perfect person to play tony stark in a movie i think that's amazing casting
0: oh no he is he's just not very good at everything else
1: <laughs> that's fair i haven't i can't think of anything else he is in and part of that might have been because i think he didn't he like just get out of rehab at near the start of the marvel movies from like having spent years doing a lot of problematic shit <laughs> So maybe that's why I can't name any other movies with Robert Downey Jr. in them. But, oh, Sherlock. That weird Sherlock Holmes movie with slow motion fight scenes.
0: There's a couple of actors like Chris (laughs) Evans. I love Chris Evans. He's a really good actor just in general. We need to get this back on the rails. We're just gushing about actors now. (laughs) I have an example
1: of a movie that I would consider good because of its genre subversiveness. Um, It is Knives Out. I don't know if you watch Knives Out. Can't say that I have. Oh, okay. Well, it's less of a good example then. It's very, very good because you think it's going to be like an Agatha Christie style mystery. But the ways in which, I think it's an example of a movie that is good because of the way the story is told. Because the plot, I don't know, if you just read the whole plot, I think you'd be like, oh, that's an interesting plot. But the way information is revealed to you moment by moment makes it a very interesting
0: movie. So your penultimate movie, right? If you were stuck on an island and Mm -hmm. for some reason you had like a 65 inch plasma
1: it's a nice island
0: a nice island no wi-fi though
1: oh just a single um cassette tape
0: it it could be blu-ray you know oh fancy you could have been like in an executive suite and then like it just crashed and everything else sunk so you have you have like your your nice uh nice tv try not to curse in this podcast Um, you have your nice TV, you have yourself, and you have like power, and you have like your comfy chair. You lean back. What's your Mm -hmm. penultimate film for the rest of your days as you get pooped on by sequels?
1: Mm, That is a difficult question. So, are we thinking movie by itself, not support? Because I couldn't watch any of the other movies. So, like, I'm not going to pick Ant Man. No, I'm walking you through my thought process here. I'm not going to pick single film which mm. probably rules
0: out the MCU.
1: It really does, because those are fairly good because they're interconnected. It's hard to have to pick a favorite thing. I would say, I'll give, you, I'll give you three, and then tell me your thoughts, and I'll use that to determine my penultimate one. Okay. Okay. Spirited Away is a very good movie. That yeah. Podcasters, you can't see Jake's face, but Jake's face makes me want to ask what's his reaction to Spirited Away
0: i need to hear the other ones I'm, okay I'm, I'm in
1: uh, rocky horror and pulp fiction
0: <laughs> that's a hard choice um i'm a level with you i'm a weeb i love spirited away I it's just a saw, very pretty movie i just saw it this year for the first time ever my sister <laughs> um introduced it to me i love that film i think it's, it's very fan. good i think it's fantastic
1: Unrelated to the conversation, if anyone does listen to this contest con podcast, if anyone does listen to this podcast, you should watch Spirited Away and Howl's Moving Castle and all of those movies because they're very
0: good. They're all on HBO Max if you have it, but I think only my family has it. It's like why would you? Whatever. <laughs> I think I would probably. I think my favorite that I've seen so far is My Neighbor Totoro mm. because of how cute it is. Um... <laughs> if I had to choose a studio ghibli movie? Pulp fiction. I enjoy it. I like it. I don't know if it has enough substance for me to want to watch it for the rest of my days.
1: That's that's fair. It might just be mm, actually I'm going to I'm going to replace pulp fiction with Inglorious Bastards. I was thinking about Tarantino movies more and I like it more. I've not seen
0: that one actually.
1: There's something really cathartic about watching Nazis get exploded like just, I think, a cultural catharsis about it. It's enjoyable.
0: Right, right. And uh, as for a Rocky Horror Picture show, I feel like it'd be great, and then you'd get you'd be tired of it, and then you'd be stuck with a bad movie.
1: That's true. But I think any movie, I don't know if there's a lot of movies that I could watch a thousand times and still like.
0: Yeah. I'm not even sure it's a good metric for a movie, because you're going to want a movie that has the most substance, And like the most quantitative amount of things. That way you're constantly getting something new. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the best movie.
1: And I think some movies are, you're really only going to feel the like emotional way you feel the first time you watch it. Like Parasite, don't mean to come back to Parasite too much. I was shook when I first watched it. I'm not going to be as shook if I rewatch it because of things with the plot. That's like just reveals and stuff are not nearly as exciting the second time. What would your penultimate
0: movie be, Jake? I'll give you my top three. So I definitely think an anime would have to be in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it would be My Neighbor Totoro, just because of how freaking adorable it is. Catbus. Cat- <laughs> that thing's not cute. That thing's freaky. <laughs> it's like the one part of the movie where you're like, Ugh! yeah, so My Neighbor Totoro, Baby Driver, and Into the Spider-Verse. I think those really cover. So Baby Driver is an interesting one for me because I don't think Baby Driver its plot is thoroughly bland, right? It's a heist movie. It's about a heist movie and a kid who drives a car and he falls in love and he doesn't want to do heists anymore. That's mm-hmm. pretty much all you get to learn about those characters. But the cinematography and just like so the the whole the main character has tinnitus, right? uh because he's yeah. in a car crash when he's young he was in a car crash knows made things he's driving cars um that's so subversive I, of you I, I say i say that like i'm like trashing on this movie but i love this film so much this is one of my favorite movies but there's just a whole bunch of cool things so he's constantly listening to music to drown out the tinnitus and like in the first scene and it's one shot He's walking around the city and you see the lyrics like on the wall as he's walking by. And it's just such a good shot. And honestly, I could just play that on loop probably at least for the first five days. It's that good. And the soundtrack is just beautiful. And I really think that's why I would pick Baby Driver is because I can listen to it as a, as a, like an album if I really mm-hmm. wanted to. And then I could have dual purpose.
1: Oh, soundtrack, I think, makes so much for making movies better.
0: I'm just imagining, like, the famous scene out of Psycho where, like, the woman's, like, sitting in a bathtub and it's, like, you hear, like, that ding, 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 ding. Wait, no, that's not Psycho, is it? That's, that's Halloween. I don't know.
1: Editor Jake here. It was Psycho. I don't watch a lot of horror movies. I did watch, just because of the um, cultural pressure, too. I watched... Okay, now cut here, because I'm trying to think of the name of the movie. It's the the hotel. They're in the hotel. Here's Johnny. The Shining. The Shining. I watched The Shining, and it was terrifying, and I loved it, and it was great.
0: That's kind of unrelated, but it's good. I I have a, a pure love for horror films. I can introduce you. I wouldn't even consider Shining to be that terrifying. It's unnerving. Um, but we need to watch something called Hereditary at some point. That film is freaky. What were your thoughts on Get Out? I haven't got to see it yet. I really want to see it because I've heard it's so good. And it's I want... really, really good. I haven't watched Us, but Get Out was very, very good. I think we're we're like an hour and ten, and we need to wrap this up. What's what are what are we learning here today? I feel like this is not important if we don't have a conclusion
1: passion behind movies. I think someone needs to care about it, whether it's the audience or the people making it. Like someone needs to... No one cares about the Emoji movie and the Emoji movie is going to be forgotten in 10 years. People care about cult classic movies, even if they're bad movies. People care about them or the people who created them care about them if they had like no budget and it was a passion project. And movies that have high budgets, people care about Marvel movies because they either like the character because of all the previous movies or they like comics a lot and they're excited that that sliver of their life can be sort of shown to a broader audience. So I think passion behind them.
0: At the end of the day, like, I mean, it's a lot like songs too. Um, You can have like quote unquote objective movie rankings, but the, the very fundamentals of movies are created by humans and the objectivity of a movie is created by humans. So yeah. um, like I know for like Star Wars episode nine, um, I thought the film was fine. I didn't hate yeah. it. A lot of people hated it. I thought it was meh. Yeah. And and my partner's mother loved it, right? <laughs> but she's been like she's like a Star Wars person. Like she has seen every piece of Star Wars media and she is reading or has read all of the star wars books uh at least that are canon um i don't think there's anybody who can read all of the expanded universe but no you'd die yes (laughs) so i i mean like obviously this is the most tepid answer but i really do think it just comes down to people's preference like yeah
1: i think what makes a good movie good can depend on people's preference i think what makes a bad movie bad can be just fairly universal. I think there are just some bad movies. That's my closing statement is good movies are subjective, but bad movies are like very easy to point out.
0: I was trying to come up with like when I was trying to decide uh what I looked for in a movie and like what I considered good and what I considered bad. Um I was going to make originally like a list of like movies I love and movies I hate. But then I realized that there's not a lot of movies that I actually hate, but there's a lot of movies I feel meh about. I think the the a bad thing you can say about movies because there's
1: not a lot of movies I actively hate, but there are movies that I feel like I've wasted my time after I've watched, yeah, and I think that's a bad movie for me, yeah. It's a movie where I'm like I could have rewatched something I liked or I could have <laughs> like sat at my
0: computer and typed words into Chrome, and I would have gotten an equivalent amount of enjoyness, so maybe that so we can't have a definitive answer on what makes a movie good, but what makes a movie bad is that. You don't remember it. You don't remember it at all. And it's just a waste of time. Because yeah. maybe maybe even if you get angry at a movie, maybe that maybe you get something out of it. But maybe you learn something about yourself. It's just, it, if something's not worth your time, then you failed. And in the case of the Emoji movie, it, it really was... That movie was a waste of time for everybody. Including the director like, and the animation studio. They made Sir Patrick Stewart a piece of shit in that movie, literally.
1: And... It makes me sad. And that's my closing statement on the Emoji Movie.
0: And that's the end of this podcast. <laughs> do, 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 do. All right. That was the end of the show. I hope you really enjoyed. Next week, we will be talking about if early access is a scam when it comes to gaming. I'm sure we have some very hot takes on this considering we both have games that we love and hate that have come out of that. Uh, Liam, what's something dope that somebody can try?
1: Um, wear a mask, because that's the dopest thing you can
0: do. it right here, if you want to increase your dopeness, wear a mask. This is Jacob of Cranville. And Liam Sherman. Peace. <laughs>